Uh, Father, I love you. Thank you for today. Uh, Lord, you're good to us. Um, uh, God, I just uh, I thank you for uh, an opportunity to, um, as a country, to to take time and uh, corporately recognize uh, you, um, Lord. Even if most people don't really understand uh, the purpose or or the reason behind the season, uh, it's a good opportunity for us to show them. And so, um, God, I do just uh, I thank you for living in a, a place that that we take time to do that. And so I pray that we would be uh, just aware as we meet with family uh, over the next week or so and uh, we get to spend time with people that maybe we wouldn't spend a lot of time with, that we would just really represent you well. Um, God, it's not about the, the gifts or the trees or the lights or all the things that everybody loves, but uh, it's about you. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But uh, God, I do pray that um, you just use us. Uh, it's been a really good year at HBF. I feel like you've done a lot. Um, just uh, at the church in general and really through the Passpoint class and everything that's really been accomplished uh, with the different things that, that have happened. And so as we look into uh, the next year and we start thinking about planning and the things that, that we want to accomplish uh, in our own per- personal lives, I pray that you're the, the focal point of all of that. And so, uh, God, I do pray that you would uh, just speak to us today uh, as we just look into some of this uh, Christmas story stuff. And I pray you just uh, use Pastor Brian as he preaches to us today and uh, that you would just get all the honor and the glory in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, um, we started what I was going to make like a three-week type of Christmas series type of thing. Uh, and then I didn't get very far because that's life for me. I don't get very far with anything that I do. Uh, and then last week we uh, got to hear from Mitch and Caleb, uh, who are both not here today. Um, not in here anyway. They're out there getting stuff ready. But uh, from the Oaxaca trip. And if you missed that, um, you missed out because uh, they got to spend some time in Oaxaca, some personal time with Joe and Amy. And so that's a good time. I also I also plug it again. Um, there's several trips uh, on the books for next year. And so... Uh, be thinking for about that. Be getting ready for that. Uh, and you know, you're late. And so, <laughs> it's all good. Um, so, uh, we've got chairs back here. Or you can sit with anybody. It's all good. So, okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, there are several trips coming up next year. So uh, make plans now to be a part of the Bible, or not the Bible conference, that too, but uh, the vision conference that we have at the first part of April every year. And uh, it'll be, you'll hear about all of that. So there's a lot going on. But anyway, I started this kind of Christmas series thing a couple weeks ago and we didn't get very far. And so the whole purpose was I, I wanted to work our way through the two basic Christmas passages. And you know, obviously the first one, uh, because it comes first in the order of the Bible, is uh, the, the passage in Matthew. And then there's also the passage in Luke where you know that's the more, more known passage. But there's the two of them, and we spent some time trying to piece them all together. And you know, it was it was kind of fun, you know. Everybody's like, oh yeah, I've heard the, I know that, I know that. But then when you actually, uh, I gave you like a sheet where you had to like place them in order, all the, the order of events. And it's like, oh, do I really know what I think I know? And so it was a good time. Most of you, you guys did really good on all that anyway. You didn't know you were coming for a test, nor did I know that I was giving a test. So it just kind of ended up that way. But anyway, uh, the whole purpose was to kind of get our minds wrapped around this, this passage of what is going on in Christmas. And, you know, obviously it's that time of year. Uh, there's a lot going on. And it, I don't know if you're like me, but it's just, I just kind of get bogged down with it. Now, I know that, you know, Meredith would like think I'm a Scrooge or something, but 
It's just like, what is the reason that we do all of this? And Meredith and Phil, man, they've got like their Christmas tree up in September. That's that's what I mean by like these guys. They're all in, which is awesome. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So I I'm not. <laughs> So I'm glad that we're all aware that I am not fun. Uh, we're not fun. That's just the way that we are. And so uh, that's just us. But anyway, what? Yeah. What? You yeah. <laughs> it's just that we are. It's all good. But... I only decorated my house because you guys came over. <laughs> <laughs> She's not lying. We were not doing it. And then... I had the tree up. That was it. I was like, that's all. That's good this year. Yeah. So, and maybe it's just because, and I'm just being personal with you guys, maybe it's because our kids are older now, and so, you know, there's not all of that that goes into it. Because when the kids are young, it's super exciting and, and all of that. And I even remember when I was a kid, it was really fun. And, you know, maybe when I got older, it, it just became, you know, this is what we do. But it's just kind of like, why do we do what we do? And, you know, obviously I understand the purpose behind it, but sometimes it just becomes so much of a, a hoopla that it's like, I'm just... I'm burnt out with it. I feel like we just had Christmas last year. And so, and so, I don't know, this is me. I'm just being real with y'all. And so, uh, I'm trying to like get my heart right. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm not the only person that feels this way. And so I, I had this list of questions and I don't even know that we got to the first one. And so I'm going to try to roll through these three questions today. And, you know, I, I try to label this as a group, but really these are questions that I have to kind of ask myself. And so I had three questions that, I said that we ask ourselves that really, but it's more like that I ask myself uh, as a Christian about Christmas. As we read through these stories and, you know, we understand uh, three questions that we ask ourselves as Christians about Christmas. We, we understand the purpose. We understand that, uh, you know, as, as Christians, we know, you know, Jesus wasn't born uh, in December, right? And so, and then it's like, well, when did it happen? And then you start like, okay, we can we can have these conversations, and but that's not the point. So the purpose is like we we know a lot about it, but man, we still get caught up in the oh, we got to go buy gifts, and you know, we're out running around yesterday, and I'm trying to get stuff done, and you know, the night before, it's just the way we do things, and and it's just like we got to get something, right? And then it's like with the kids, what are we doing with the kids this year? Well, we're going skiing, and well, praise the Lord, but like, okay, we still got to give them something. I'm like, I give them a house to live in, isn't that enough? <laughs> and so, anyway, it's like, what what are we doing here? And so I understand it's super fun with little kids and whatnot, but how do we make because I, I personally, and you know, we in our life, and I really believe this about y'all, uh, we try to make everything that we do throughout the year about Christ, and we really do. We try to 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 really lean into ministry. We try to give uh, ourselves to the ministry, uh, even over and abundantly at times. And you know, that's just what we're called to do. And so, when we roll into a season like this, how do we still get caught up in the? We're just doing it to do it. And so this is, this is like my way of saying, okay, I want to stop for a minute and just look at this because I think anything in the Bible, there, there's nothing in the Bible that's there as, as filler material. It's not like, you know, if you ever listen to the radio, most songs are filled with lyrics that are just like, they just had to find something as filler. You know, there, there, any, no matter what it is, there, there's like a purpose to what they're saying, but the rest of it is just filler. The Bible doesn't have just filler in there, and there's always a purpose to what God is trying to accomplish no matter what he's doing uh, throughout 
you know, and you've got the two Christmas stories where, where you, you know, one of them is, is leaned heavy on the before, uh, events and then they fast forward to the after events and you don't really hear about the birth of Christ. That's the, the passage of Matthew. And then you get to the passage in Luke and it spends all this time talking about the birth of John the Baptist. And then it fast forwards right into now, you know, Mary's about to have the kid. And so, you know, the kid, Jesus, uh, so I'm just paraphrasing as I go through this, but anyway, and so that's why I, I wanted to piece those two together the last time we went through that. And so you'll have to go back and listen to the audio from a couple weeks ago if you want to catch all that. But the, the whole purpose here is I've got these three questions that kind of roll around in my brain. And they're not even the specific questions. I was just trying to pick a couple. And these aren't like burning questions in my mind. Like I know the answer to these questions. But like as I was reading through these and trying to make it more about, okay, I don't, I don't feel like in past point I'm talking to a bunch of lost people. I think you guys are kind of bought into what uh, is going on uh, in the church. I think you're bought into the mission of God. And so how do we translate that into, well, Jesus was born. Like, hooray. It is. It's really awesome. But, like, what do we do with that? And so I, I feel like we need to be past the point of that. You know, it's 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 Pastor Brian's job to take care of the... You know, and, and obviously if there's somebody lost, you need to get saved. Let's, let's be honest with you. But the point is like, how do we as Christians grow through something like this? And so that's where I'm at. And so the first question, I think I gave it to you the other day, but I didn't really get into the point of it. And so, um, I'm trying to, if you have your Bibles, flip over to chapter, to Luke chapter, uh, Luke chapter two. And so, you know, I'll get you in this Christmas spirit here. We'll at least read something that kind of gets us going, you know, and, and, and where we're at. But, uh, the chapter, Luke chapter one talks all about, you know, the, the series of events that lead up to, uh, John the Baptist, uh, being born, right? And, uh, then you fast forward and throughout that we find out that, uh, Mary also is, uh, you know, pregnant of the Holy Ghost and she's gonna have a child. And so, fast forward to chapter two, John the Baptist has been born. And in, uh, Luke chapter two and verse one it says, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should, that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made, uh, when Cyrenius was, uh, governor of Syria. And so, when the world wants to tell you that there's nothing in the Bible that's true, uh, I promise, taxes are in the Bible, and I'm saying it's true. So, you can't tell me that there's nothing in the Bible that's true, even as a lost person. It's just in there. Uh, and uh, all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, to uh, Judea, into a city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. Uh... And, and, and it was so that when uh, they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. So obviously, uh, as they're heading to uh, Nazareth, uh, it's time to have the baby. And uh, and it was so that while they were there, the days were accomplished, she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And so we understand the whole purpose behind all of that. Um, you know, they, they take off to Nazareth. Uh, you need a chair, bro? Well, then stand. Fine. I don't care. Uh, it's going to be awkward for you, but it's all good. Uh, so, uh, they, what are you, what are you taking from them? <laughs> what, is, what is happening? <laughs> I just, I was like, what are we? I, 
today, too. <laughs> you must have been. You had time to stop and get coffee, but uh, it's all good. Um, so they go there. There, she she has the baby. Obviously, there's no room for them in the inn. You know, no vacancy. You know, they got the sign up. It's all blinking and whatnot. Not really, but uh, anyway. Uh, it, so I they got the new TV in here. I, I wish I would have known they had it because it was broken. I was going to show you guys the video again that I showed last year because I think it's hilarious. But uh, I didn't bring my computer because I thought the TV was broke. And then Ray caught me this morning. Anyway, my mind is like a squirrel today. It's everywhere. But. Uh, anyway, so there's no room in the end. She has she has the baby, uh, lay him in the manger, all of the things. And obviously, these are all things that were prophesied uh, years and years before. And so through circumstances, right, coincidence, because that's how things work in the world is coincidence. It's never God's providence. It's all coincidence. That's a lie. It's always God's providence. Through all these things happening, this is how these things play out. And so obviously, uh, she has the baby, and I don't want to spend too much time reading through all that. But the first question... Uh, that I ask myself as we get into a season like this, and you know, I I, I like to say that it's getting a little better. Maybe it's just because it's getting closer and it's almost over. But uh, why don't I feel like I'm in the Christmas spirit? That's the first question I always ask myself. Right? Why don't I feel like like I remember when I was a kid, I was always I was stoked about Christmas, you know, and. I don't even know that it was about the gifts. I just, you know, I, I really enjoyed getting to uh, see my grandparents and, and all. I, I really remember all those things. But why don't I feel like I'm in the Christmas spirit? And, uh, you know, because you guys know I don't put a lot of fluff on things, I'll just bluntly give you the answer to it. So if you're asking yourself this, uh, here's the just the, the Jason answer. And this is the answer I need to give myself. Um, bluntly, it's because I'm not excited about the birth of Christ and the things that go into it. I, and it's not that's... That's not really what I'm not excited about, but when I get so bogged down, and I'll tell you what I mean by that, we're after a feeling, right? We're after, like, I'm after the feeling that I used to have when I was a kid. I'm after, you know, the, the quote-unquote magic of Christmas and all of the things that go with it. I'm, I'm after a feeling, and we as Christians, we're after this feeling uh, that the Christmas spirit brings when really what we need to be after is Christ. We spend all of our time chasing the things that maybe we had when we were younger or maybe the things that we had when you know the kids were at a different age of life or you know when when life circumstances were different and we're we're chasing after recreating something that was when we're not excited about what is and that's Jesus and I don't know if that makes sense to you but you know we're so caught up in well, did we get the lights on the house? And I'm like, no, it's cold outside, right? Well, did we put the tree up? Not, I mean, we did because my daughter's 14 and she's super stoked about it. And I'm like, get after it. I'll go get it down. I'll bring it in. Get after it, Hallie. And so praise the Lord. But it's like we're after recreating something. And, and if that's what you do, that's fine. I'm not like here to, to knock on anybody's joy. But is the reason that we're doing what we're doing because we're excited about Christ or because we're excited about Christmas, because they're not the same thing, right? And you might say, well, no, Christmas is celebrated because of the birth of Christ. No, that's a lie. In America, that's not why we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Christmas uh, because it's on the calendar and because we give gifts and we get gifts. And like, and so that's, that's a point for later. But if we're excited about the birth of Christ, we're going to be excited about it the rest of the year, too. If we're excited about what, what Christ can do and what Christ is doing then you're going to be bought in all year long. You're not waiting for a Christmas tree, you know, and, you know, I, honestly, you want to be all biblical about it. You know, a, a tree in your house is idolatry. And so all the different things. Now we've got one. I get it. Right. And so, but I'm just, 
the people who want to, you know, get all holier than thou and, you know, well, we do it because it's about Jesus. Well, then why don't we have it in September or whenever? Because, you know, that's more likely when he was born. I'm not going to get into the argument exactly when. But the purpose is like, why? Because we're trying to recreate something that's not really true. Now, I'm not saying go home, take your tree down, tell the kids you're taking the gifts back. That's not what I'm getting at. Like, (laughs) that's not what I'm getting at. Yeah, for for real. I'm just saying, you want to feel like you're in the Christmas spirit? Like, be all in all the time. Like, be serious about what, what Jesus is doing all the time. And make sure that, like, I understand we do this for the kids. That's what we always say, right? Um Make sure the kids understand why you're doing what you're doing. You know, obviously, yeah, we, we do the Christmas thing. I'll give you all the gifts in the world because you, 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 you're worth it to me. But we do this because it represents something, right? And make sure we're tying that into what we're doing. If you're trying to recreate some Christmas feeling, well, then why don't we start by creating the feeling that, like, Jesus had to come as a baby, like God of the universe had to humble himself as as a baby. Like, are, are we tying that into what we're doing? Because that, I think that's really important to what we do. Um, we allow life events to dictate our lives instead of the life event to do it. Right. And so do you understand what I'm saying? We allow life events. So we get to this time of year and, you know, some people are sad because something happened this year. Some people are happy because it's been a really good year. Like, I get it. Life events sometimes suck. Uh, Life events are hard. Uh, Life events are life changing. Um, But did you control any of those? No, you don't control anything. Uh, God is uh, the author and the finisher of, of all of that. And so we allow life events to dictate how we feel. Instead of the life, meaning Jesus Christ, that event to do it. I get it. Sometimes life is hard. Sometimes life is great. Sometimes you come into you know seasons of life where it's like, man, I I feel like if I was to do anything, it would you know. You, you ever known anybody that seems like no matter what they do, if they touch it, it turns to gold. It's just like I don't know how you do it. I used to work for this guy, and the guy was lost, super lost. Like I used to, you know. But it seemed like no matter what this guy touched, it turned to gold. And I love the guy to death, but it, sometimes we need to like realize that it's not about the feeling of, oh, I feel like I could just do anything right now um, because tomorrow something might happen and you're not going to feel that way anymore. Stop allowing life events to dictate what's going on and allow the life event, meaning Jesus Christ, to start dictating what's happening. right? Because things are always going to change. You know, people are always going to come and go in life. You know, you're, you're going to have seasons of life where your kids are like your your best friends. You're going to have seasons in life where it seems like uh, your kids are the enemy. You're going to have seasons in life where it feels like uh, the church is the best place in the world. You're going to have seasons of life where it feels like that's the last place you want to go. It just happens. And, you know, I, I know this because I've lived this, right? All of these things happen. All of these things... And you ask yourself, why am I not, you know, in the spirit? It's because you're down on life right now. You're down on the events of life and you're not super, well, why not? Because you're not bought into what Christ is doing today. You know, well, maybe I was then or maybe I will be when this happens or maybe you just should be through the good and the bad. You know, I look at the life of Christ and there was, you know, there was probably more bad that he went through than good. But yet, did he ever just, you know, take a time when he was like, you know what, I just need a day. 
You know, because I say that sometimes. I'm like, I just need a day. Just don't talk to me today because I don't know what's going on. And, you know, and I don't ever verbalize that, but I think Tyler knows it. Like when I'm having a day like that, he's just like, I probably just ought not say nothing today. You know, it just happens. But we feel like that. (laughs) What'd you say? (laughs) I get it, man. The purpose, but the, the, the point I'm like, we allow life events to really mess us up. And, like, I get it. Sometimes they do. Like, sometimes we lose people that are close to us. Sometimes we have, like, things that feel like the world is crumbling around us. But does that make the life event of Jesus Christ, you know, the, the day that he saved your soul, any less important? Not at all. You know, the event that changed our life for the better, when Jesus, like, stepped in and uh, established a throne room in your heart, um, that didn't change. And so why do we like set that on the, the back burner while we try to figure out life circumstances? Because let me just be serious with you. I've been doing this for a little bit of time. Now, some of you guys are older than me, but like, I don't, I'm, I've never figured out life circumstances. As soon as I think I've got something going my way, it's just like, boom, something else happens. And I'm like, whoa, didn't see that coming. You know, and so what do you do? You spend your entire life, you know, just rolling with the punches and, Give God the glory through all of it. Now, I'm not saying that, like, this is easy. I'm not saying that, like, hey, what you're going through in life isn't important. That's not what I'm saying at all. There's seasons in life where Paige and I are just like, I, I don't even have the words to articulate what is going on. Like, there was something that happened, and this was, I think, even, like, last year. But it was, like, just, like, a big moment in life. And it wasn't a good moment. And I just remember, like... It just felt like, you know, my ears were ringing and it was just like one of those like bomb went off kind of moments. And, you know, you start to question everything. You start to question like, is this even real? What am I even doing? Why are we even doing what we're doing? And, you know, I, I even remember looking at her and saying like, I, I, I can't even, I, I wouldn't even know what going back was like. Like I wouldn't, if we, if we walked away, I wouldn't even know what to do. Like, all I know to do is to keep going forward. And so that's what we do. And so tie that back into, you know, Christmas. And we're we're supposed to be excited about the lights and the, you know, I went to Family Center yesterday to get some gifts. And I promise, like, I was not excited about being, I love that place. I was not excited about being at Family Center yesterday when the parking lot was packed full. I'm like, are you serious? You got three checkouts right now? Like, it was just... (laughs) I just don't understand. Did you not expect people to be buying gifts before Christmas? I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) I'm telling you, my heart's messed up. We allow life events to, to dictate how we feel when Jesus Christ felt the feeling of our infirmity already. Like we just, we just forget sometimes. And we just get bogged down. And I'm, I'm, I'm just being real with you because it's been a it's been a year full of really awesome things. Like I felt like God got a lot accomplished. I feel like we we grew uh, in our family. We got to do a lot with our kids. Um, we got to spend more time uh, together. We had this marriage thing that I think went pretty well um, for the most part. And I just feel like God really gained some traction this year. But yet we still come into seasons where it's just like I just feel like I'm in a it's because you're after a feeling. I'm after a feeling, and I forget about the truth of God's word, right? And so that's just kind of the whole point. We allow life events to dictate our lives, and we got to stop doing that, right? And I'm not saying life events aren't important, but we we, we got to stop because the life event, man, that's what dictates it. It gives you purpose. You know, it gives you meaning. Because I promise, if you think you 
you're messed up now, just wait till tomorrow. Who knows what's going to happen? And if you think you've got something figured out now, just wait till tomorrow. I promise. It's like the weather in Missouri. It changes every day. It's just, it's crazy. You know, it was like warm not very long ago. And now here it is, it's going to be like negative 10. This is stupid. I don't understand. Okay, so the the, the next question. So, you know, we ask ourselves why we're not in, in the, the Christmas spirit. It's because, you know, we're, we're just not excited about what it means. And, you know, we just got to get our heart right. So the second question that rolls into this, and so, uh, and this is, you know, my question as, you know, you know, I'm, I'm all, I always read the Bible and I'm I'm thinking of things like, why is this tied together with this? And how does this go together with this? And I understand the Bible is put together in a way that um, God's hand was all over it. Now, we understand that men did this, but God uh, was, uh, uh, the Spirit of God was in these men, all these different things. So I understand the Bible, I believe the Bible is put together perfectly, okay? And so, the next question that rolls through my mind is I'm reading through like the Christmas story and, you know, why is John the Baptist's birth Tied with the birth of Christ so much. Why, why is it like that? Does it have to be like that? Shouldn't you know, it? Does you're right. Absolutely, it does need to be like that. But as we're reading it, just as, at face value, we read it and we're like, shouldn't you know the birth of Christ just be on its own, like its own pedestal? And they go together, right? They absolutely go together. And I remember when I gave you guys your little sheet the other day and, you know, you were reading through it. Somebody was like, why is John the Baptist being born have anything to do with Jesus? And it's like, it's all tied together. And it's just the way that it is. And so, uh, this, yeah, the second question is, why is John the Baptist's birth tied together with the birth of Christ? This is, these are questions that I ask myself as I read through this. I'm always asking myself and I don't know the answer, but I'm still, I'm like, did it have to be this way? But yeah, it did, because God doesn't make mistakes, and God does everything in a certain way. So let me just ask you a question, you know, answer a question with a question. What was John the Baptist's purpose in the Bible? Making a way for Christ. Right. He was, was the proclaimer, right? He was, his purpose was to get people ready for Christ's first coming, right? He was like, hey... Uh, there's one coming after me and I can't even, you know, tie his shoelaces, you know, but that was back before they had laces and they were latchets and all that. And anyway, he's basically, he was like, I can't even put this dude's sandal on because that's what they wore with sandals, right? Uh, I'm just interpreting for you for the best I can. You know, what was his purpose? It was to get people ready for, for Christ's first coming. Well, let me tie that together. What is, what is your purpose today? Absolutely. Right? Your, your purpose today, obviously, is to, to live a, a godly lifestyle, to uh, represent Christ in everything you do, all of those godly answers, right? But the, when you boil it all down, it's to do what? It is to get people ready for his second coming, right? To let as many people know that you can about what happened in your life and, hey, you ought to do this too because it changed my life, because it's worth doing, because it, it, it radically you know, changed everything in my being, that is our purpose. The same way that John the Baptist, all he did was like, hey, make way. He's coming over and over and over again. The same thing that we have to do. Let everybody who you come in contact with, somehow, some way, even if you don't speak by the way you live, man, get them ready for a second coming. Because I promise there will be a day, when, and when we're talking years down the road, when the great white throne judgment happens, and you see people come across and stand before Christ and you're like, I knew that guy. I just didn't say anything. I worked with that guy. I had an opportunity to, you know, and I just, well, I didn't really say anything to him. Like, but that was, that's on you, right? You know, obviously it's on them. We understand everybody at some point hears it. You know, whether it's from uh, the nature around them, you know, the book of Romans says no matter what. But man, I, I feel like 
I should do everything I can to tell everybody that I can, like, hey, if you reject it, that's on you. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm not, I'm not fine with it, but like, I, I can't control what you do. Everybody has free will. But like, our purpose is to get people ready for the second coming. Now, again, it's just like with Christmas. Everybody's like, oh yeah, I know Christmas. I know all about that. And you tell everybody, you need to get people ready for a second. Oh yeah, I know Jesus is coming back. Okay, you know it, but you're not living like you know it because you're living like it's never going to happen. And, uh, I promise it's going to happen because it's in the book and the book is true. Like, I've read the end of it. I know how it ends. And so, the same way that we're like, oh yeah, I'll get around to it. You're not living like you're going to get around to it. You're not living like it's important to you. And when I say you, I'm talking about me. Sometimes I, I don't live like it's it's right here on the on the tip of what's going on in my life. I get caught up in life events. I get caught up in, hey, this is going on, that's going on. And man, I, I drop the ball sometimes. It's our job to get people ready for this, the second coming. John the Baptist, he had one purpose. To get people ready. Hey, th- he's here, right? He's here in, in Luke chapter 1, uh, verses 76 to 79. This is, uh, John the Baptist's dad, right after he, uh, became not dumb anymore. He was able to speak after he named him John. He wrote it down, right? You know, and, uh, so he gets his, his, his voice back and he's proclaiming like, hey, he, he, he's obviously giving God the glory for, uh, being able to have a son in the old age, all the different things. And so you can go back and read the whole thing, but, uh, pick it up in verse 76. He's talking about John the Baptist. His dad is talking about his purpose in life and it says, and thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, capital H. For thou shalt go before the uh, the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remissions of the sin. Isn't that sound familiar to what we're supposed to do? To give knowledge to the people. Huh. Yeah, we have the knowledge, but it's it's ours to give out. So, to give knowledge of salvation unto the people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercies of our God, how do we do it? Well, it's not by anything we do. It's only through what God has, has given us to do, whereby the displaying uh, from on high hath visited us to give light. This is where it really boils down to in verse 79. This is our job. This was John the Baptist's job. This is what we do to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadows of death to guide our feet in the way of peace. Is that not what we're supposed to be doing? This is John the Baptist's dad saying, man, this is the purpose. This is what my son is here to do. And man, he did a good job of it. Is that not what we're supposed to do? To give light in darkness, right? To people that are just lost, wandering. They think they've got it figured out. But man, as soon as something happens in their life, they're like, oh my gosh, the world is ending. No, it's not. You know, it, that's why when something happens in our life, we're able to work our way through it. Because we un, we, we have a, a reason of the hope that lies within us, Right? You know, we're able to work our way through those things. That, that's why when you know the lost world thinks they've got life all figured out, and then something happens in their life, and they're just you know broken. And that's why you know they're always oh you go to church, don't you? You know, and that's what they'll always ask you questions at that point. Why? Because they don't have the answers, and they know that you do. That's why you need to let people know who you are. Hey, I'm the Christian in the room. I'm not ashamed of it. You might think it's dumb. That's fine, but that's me. And as soon as you're ready to you know. Utilize the, the things that I know, I'll be here. You know, and, and it, you don't have the conversation that way because, you know, that would be to me of, uh, you know, instead, you, you know, we tiptoe around it, but, but that's how it works out. You know, we basically say, yeah, I go to church, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a part of that, you know, and, and then something happens in their life, 
you know, things break down, something happens, and then they come to you and they're like, well, why does this happen? Or, you know, what does this mean? Or, you know, it's because they know that at some point you know something they don't. And you have hope that they don't. And why do you have it? Well, I, I don't know. Well, it's, you should know. You have the book. You have the answer. If you don't know, that's on you. You know, at some point when you get saved, you, you don't know a lot. Right, you're like a baby Christian, and you're drinking the milk of the word, is what the Bible says. But at some point, and that's okay. Like somebody comes and asks you. Like I remember, I had just gotten saved, uh, and I was so burdened for my brother. He was, he was. I always say he was more loster than I was. Right? He was, he was messed up, and so, so was I. But I thought, man, there's no way that that this dude will get saved. And I, I had a really burden for my brother at the time. I was closer to him then than I was than I am now, really, and. <laughs> and I'm like, man, there's just no way. And I didn't know the words, but I knew enough to say, man, are you saved? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, when? Tell me when. And it was just like at that point, he was like, I don't know. And so, but at some point, you you have to get past, well, I don't know. You know, when you're a baby Christian, it's okay. But you can't stay a baby forever. At some point, like, especially going to a church like HBF, and I'll be the first one to tell you, HBF is not perfect. But, you know, if you find a perfect church, let me know, because I don't really think it exists. So uh, I think that God's doing some things here, and I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, this is where God told me to be. And so that's I'm, I'm, I'm bought in. I told you guys that last week or the week before, maybe it was in detail, I don't remember. But like, I'm, I'm bought into what's happening here. The, the point is, at some point, if you don't start growing, that's on you. At some point, the availability is there. Like... Discipleship is available. Discipleship too is available. You know, uh, there are uh, men's Bible studies that go on uh, all the time. Brady uh, Barnes is teaching uh, a thing at the men's breakfast for the next year. He did the second one yesterday. Like these things, your your growth is available, right? You're ready to take a deep dive and really get into some Bible doctrine. HBI is available. You're like, well, I don't really want to go to Bible college. Okay, you can you can sit on in any one class, right? And so at some point. To whom much is given, much is required. And you're like, well, I wasn't given it. Well, it was here. It was available. And so I, I think you will be held as accountable for what you rejected to learn as what you did learn. Now, I don't mean that like, oh my gosh, I got saved. I got to go to Bible college. That's not what I'm saying. Like, that's not for everybody. But what I am saying is the people that are like, I just don't want to do that because it's going to take too much of my time. Like, at some point, it's on you to grow a little bit. Right? It is your job to know what the Bible says, and it's your job to be a part of what God is doing. Now, there are seasons of life when it's like, you know what? I just need to, I need to simmer. Like that's the best word I can come up with. I just need to simmer. Now, simmer is not the same thing as, um, as like pause. Uh, simmer is not the same thing as take a break. Like if you're simmering something, I don't cook a lot, but like it seems like when I am helping my wife cook, she's like, hey, stir the stuff that's simmering. You know why she says that? Because nothing's really happening, right? It's still cooking, but like it's still cooking. Oh, I get it. But like just, just, just like I'll, I'll do this big stuff, but I just, you just be here, right? And I get it. Four hundred percent revealed your kitchen knowledge. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. There are times in your Christian walk where it's okay to like just be a part of what's happening, right? Uh, I'm I'm learning. I'm taking in. Uh, I, I'm I'm 
I'm, I'm maybe not teaching. I'm maybe not uh, super involved in six different ministries. But man, I'm getting ready to let all the good out. Because that's what happens. Like, you know, well, I do know a little bit about like, hey, uh, we cook this rice. And I know at some point it has to simmer for quite a while. Because if you eat it before then, it's like, this doesn't taste very good. But at some point you have to, you can't just simmer forever. Because what happens? Eventually it's going to burn. Right? Uh, eventually you will become what I like to call spiritually constipated. You can only take so much in before if you don't start putting something out, there's going to be a problem, right? That, that just happens. And so it's okay to have a season of life like that, but man, you need to have uh, on the on the calendar of your mind. Now, I'm not saying a date on the calendar where it's like, hey, I'm ready to get back in. I'm ready to go, and I'm ready to go even harder because, you know, I, I had my time. So anyway, don't, I'm out of time. Okay, so our purpose is to get, the word of God where it needs to get people ready for the second coming. The same thing happened in Luke chapter 2, verses 16 to 18. This, this is with the uh, um, the shepherds. Luke chapter 2, verse 16 to 18, it says, And they came with haste. So, you know, the, the light shines. The shepherds are like, oh my gosh, what's this light mean? And, you know, they got the angels like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, they're all singing and it's all good. And they're like, hey, we should go see what's happening here. And this is what happens when I get in a hurry. <laughs> They're like, what is happening? And they're like, hey, we should, we should go see this, you know? And the angel of the Lord's like, hey, you know, Jesus is born. And like, we should go see this. And in verse 16, it says, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And what did they do? They were like, hey, this is cool. No, that's not what they did. And it says that when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying that was told unto them concerning this child. And they all, and, and all that they, that, all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told by the shepherds. It was such good news, such such life changing things happening that they had to tell somebody. Is that what is that what, what's going on in your life? Do you have something going on in your life that is so good that it's like I got to tell somebody about it? Because if not, like Jesus didn't change. The Bible says he was the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's there. Why are you not excited about it anymore? Like the word is truth. It is what it is. And the last one, I got to get I got to get done. I'll at least give it to you. Last question, and I'll, I'll get to the point here, because this is this is what happens. Again, we as Christians, are like, oh yeah, I know. Okay, are the gifts given to Jesus the reason why we give gifts at Christmas today? Now, as Christians, we were like, well, no, right? But sometimes people are they'll be like that. Well, we give gifts because you know they give Jesus gifts, and okay, <laughs> maybe. Let me just ask you this, though. What is the heart behind the gift that you're giving? What's the heart behind the gift you're giving your kids? Well, they're my kids. i got to give them gifts at Christmas. Okay. Um, are you giving gifts out of obligation of giving gifts? Then that's probably not the picture that was that was meant here, right? Are we giving gifts because it's like, well, we got to get gifts for, you know, cousin this and uncle this and everything else. And it's like, we just don't do that anymore, right? One, because it just turns into stuff. And two, I, I want it to be something meaningful. Like when we do stuff for our kids, like I, it, it's not about just having stuff to open. It's about like, how is this going to change? How is this going to affect your life? You know, what can, is this going to, are you going to use this all the time, right? You know, I remember we, the, just some of the things that, that were 
given to our kids. Like, you know, when, when they get serious about something, I'm like, yeah, you know, we bought Brian a guitar one year, you know, a, a good guitar. And, you know, just trying to be serious about it. Britton got into the drums, and so he already had a drum set. So it's like, I'm not ready to have an acoustic drum set in my house. So I'm like, hey, you know what, we'll get you a cajon, right? And we'll do things like this and all, all the different things. Is there a heart behind what you're giving? And so let me just ask you this, because there was a meaning behind the gift. So what were the gifts given to Jesus? Everybody should know this. Yeah. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh, okay? There's a picture there, right? There's a picture even in those things that were given to Jesus, right? Were those gifts given out of obligation? Probably not. Um, probably not. They probably weren't like, oh my gosh, we can't go see Jesus without a gift, right? I, I don't think he would have been like, oh, you guys out, right? That's not how this works. There was, there was a reason, right? There was, there was meaning behind all three of these gifts. Gold represents... And, I, and I've read different things here, but, you know, gold represents kingship. Oh, that seems to tie right into Jesus, right? He's the king of the Jews. Gold represents kingship. Frankincense is used in proper worship. Huh, that's similar to, you know, how we're supposed to be worshiping Christ. They're going to come to Jesus and they're going to bring Frank. It, 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 it's associated with the proper worship at the time. And myrrh is associated with death and mourning. It's almost like the life of Jesus is played out right there in, in the gifts that were given to him. Now, I understand there's other things that go into these, but uh, sometimes we we can't see the forest for the trees because we're just like, we're so caught up in everything that we don't see right. Kingship, worship, and death. Like, that was Jesus' life for a purpose, though. For a purpose. And so, I don't know, I had some other stuff to go with this. I don't have to do it. But so, if you want to be different than the culture, I'll just say this. Gift with a purpose. If you want to be different than whatever's going on in the world, man, make it mean something. And I guess to, to boil it all down, bless you, um, to boil it all down, allow Jesus to be the reason. Like, I understand we say it all the time. Jesus is the reason for the season. Um, but is he, though? Like, we know that he is, but is he in our life? Um, because there's times that it's just not. Um, you know, getting things done, getting the gifts, getting to the next thing, allowing it all to fit in. It's the end of the year. I got all these other things going. Is he, though, the reason for the season? Because if he's not, that's on you. Because he is. Right? And I'm saying all this because I need to get my heart right. And um, I feel like I'm maybe not the only person in this boat. And so, you know, there's a lot of things happening. Life happens. Life comes at you fast. Like, and it's not going to slow down. You know, the Bible says something about fiery darts from the devil. I, I don't know. Those come pretty quickly as well. I'm just saying, like, we got the truth. And it's right here. What you do with it is 100% on you. Because I can't do it for you. Man, I'll be glad to walk through it with you, but I can't do it for you. And neither can your wife or your boss or anything else. And so, like, at some point, you've got to take responsibility for what is right in front of you. Whether it's Christmas or whether it's New Year's next week and trying to have New Year's resolutions or, you know, whatever it is next, it's going to keep coming fast. What are you going to do with it? At some point, you've got to say, I'm in or I'm out. Because straddling the fence, man, it hurts in a lot of ways. Like, it just doesn't work well. So at some point, you've got to decide, am I in or am I out? Right? And so, it's on you all. So, sorry, I don't know. What you were expecting with Christmas, but uh, that's real. So I'd rather be real than, you know, whatever. So let's pray. Um.
and we'll get out of here. Father God, I love you. I thank you for today. I thank you for being good to us, God. And uh, even when we find ourselves just kind of wandering or off track or just wondering about what's going on, uh, God, your word has the truth if we would just go to it, if we would just lean on it, if we would just sup with you more, uh, be more a part of what you have going. Um, God, the church is, is here uh, not as a workshop as uh, some people would would call it, but I mean, it, it is a place for us uh, to get charged up so we can go out. Uh, so, Lord, I pray we would just find a spot to be involved and be involved, um, and that you would just uh, uh, really use us. We can't do anything on our own, but God, uh, you can do anything through us. And so, I pray that as we do uh, over the next week, spend time with family. I get to see people uh, that maybe we wouldn't uh, see. You know, people at work that you know, might be more open uh, to things that, that normally wouldn't. You would just really use us as you use John the Baptist to to get people ready because there's a day coming soon uh, when you're coming back and it and people need to be ready for it. And it's, it's our job to get them ready. So, Lord, I pray you would just use us. Uh, thank you for the Passpoint class, um, just being able to, to be real with them and, uh, you know, not, not sugarcoat everything, but sometimes, you know, just, just allow things to be raw because, you know, that's that's how life is. And so I pray that... Uh, these things came across uh, clear and concise, but you know, with a little bit of uh, sugar to help the medicine go down. And so, uh, Lord, I thank you for uh, just being good to us. I pray you preach through Pastor Brian this morning. It'd be a good morning in, in church in Christ's name. Amen.